Often we assume that being hard on ourselves is just being realistic. And it's what we need if we're ever to change, including to change the way we eat or how our bodies look. But I wonder if it makes sense now that it's way more common that shame leads to staying stuck and wanting to hide yourself from view, hide yourself from being seen and known, and actually ends up preventing the change you so desperately want. Freedom Podcast. This is the place to learn actionable step-by-step tools and strategies to help you stop binging or overeating and start feeling relaxed and confident around food so that you can show up for your life on your terms. I'm Gemma Keys, and I know firsthand what it's like to feel out of control around food and trapped in the pain of binge eating and body shame. There is a way out. Keep listening to discover your path to food freedom. Hello and welcome. It's wonderful to have you back. In this episode, we're going to take a zero judgment look at an uncomfortable, sometimes paralyzing emotion that can have a huge impact on keeping you stuck in eating in a way that you wish you didn't. But saying that, please don't switch off just yet. I'm also going to make a case for an alternative that's within easy reach and will allow you to find the most effective way to change your eating patterns in the long term. In the last episode, you carefully constructed a vision of what it will look like to live your life from a place of freedom around food. If you did that, I'll bet it created a beautiful picture, even as it incorporated all the inevitable ups and downs of life. Perhaps that exercise inspired feelings of hope, excitement and a resolve to keep going until you made it real. Or maybe it was absolutely nothing like that for you. Dreaming can sound so great in theory, right? But it can also highlight the gap, the distance between where you are now and where you want to be. And that can feel anything but inspiring. If the feelings that came up for you included things like disbelief, absurdity, anxiety, confusion, scepticism, or even a complete block, sort of like a fog that stopped you in your tracks because those ideas just weren't for you. Well, that makes total sense to me. If that sounds like you, my guess is that all those feelings will eventually trace back to a belief you hold about yourself and about being broken, maybe being flawed or being somehow unfixable. Now, I might be wrong, but please stay with me for a minute or two just in case. When you or I or any of us think there's something wrong with us, the emotion that almost always comes up is shame. It can look like embarrassment, an awkward self-consciousness, wanting to stay quiet and not be noticed, putting on a mask and pretending to be someone else entirely, or simply feeling helpless and despairing. In fact, shame is such a common feeling for people who struggle with binging and overeating that it even appears in the diagnostic criteria for binge eating disorder. 
If that's something that you're interested to find out more about, you can go to yoyofreedom.com forward slash home and scroll down to frequently asked questions and you'll find some more information there. So again, if any of those feelings I've just described are resonating with you at all, it really does make a lot of sense. In today's episode, I want to offer you an invitation to release any feelings of shame that you may be carrying. If that seems a bit suspect, or a great idea in theory, but completely impossible in reality, keep listening and see how it might work for you. Let me start by offering you a story from my younger years. I was a teenager in the 90s, the decade of the supermodels, nothing like an attainable goal, eh? I used to pore over Vogue magazine and became convinced that if only I looked different, my life would be perfect. Looking back at pictures of my younger self, I looked okay, I looked good. But at the time, I was so convinced that my body was flawed that I just didn't show up for so many things in my life. One of the things my friends and I used to do was to sneak into an outdoor swimming pool at night time and many of them went swimming in their undies. We were totally a bit naughty back then. But me, of course I went to the pool with them, but swim, no way. Someone might have seen my thighs, even in the dark. I just couldn't bear the thought of it. In fact, it's so real that it's as if I'm back in my younger self at that pool right now you know when you you feel an emotion so intensely that it's almost as if you were back at that time I wouldn't go swimming with them because I was ashamed of my body now it's a small example but there were many many more examples like that for me and I wonder if you can relate at all Can you think of any occasions where feeling bad about yourself caused you to back out of an opportunity to have some fun, like my swimming example, to avoid meeting a friend, or even when you did, you just couldn't relax and be yourself, to not sign up for that course, to stay quiet in a work meeting, or to turn in on yourself and miss out in some other way? Often we assume that being hard on ourselves is just being realistic and it's what we need if we're ever to change, including to change the way we eat or how our bodies look. But I wonder if it makes sense now that it's way more common that shame leads to staying stuck and wanting to hide yourself from view, hide yourself from being seen and known and actually ends up preventing the change you so desperately want. Now, before it sounds as if I'm dissing shame completely, I think it's really important to recognise the active role it's almost certainly playing in trying to look out for you. If shame was a part of you that you could talk to directly, my guess is it would say something like, you cannot go out there or something terrible is going to happen. Go and hide. Don't let them see you. Stay safe. More of that to come in future episodes. For now, it's simply worth noticing where shame takes you and how it can keep you stuck. And shame can have just the same effect when it comes up in relation to overeating, binge eating or body weight. 
eating that way isn't what you want to be doing and feeling crippling shame about it can prevent you from taking a closer look at exactly what's going on for you. It can keep you focused on hating yourself, which incidentally may often lead to eating more in an attempt to feel better. And shame can stop you from finding out why you're even turning to food in the first place. If the shame was to release its hold slightly, maybe just enough to allow a little space for curiosity and questions, you might discover that you're eating in a way you wish you didn't for one of the following five reasons. Number one is social norms and expectations. For example, you go to see a movie and automatically get a giant tub of pick and mix. Or you visit your grandma and you definitely cannot say no to her freshly baked fruitcake with icing and all the bells and whistles that grandmas do that she made especially for you. Number two is a skewed desire and reward message. You'll recognise this one if you experience intense urges or cravings, especially for highly refined foods like chocolate, ice cream, crisps or cake. That intense desire is real and it also can be moderated. Number three relates to dysregulated hormone signals, especially the hormones that regulate hunger and satiety and also the go-to type of energy your body is utilising. Number four is using food to help manage tricky emotions. I'll bet you've heard of emotional eating, and in the moment, food can absolutely help numb out or distract you from feeling something you don't want to be feeling. And number five is when certain triggers activate old wounds or vulnerabilities so that they rise closer to the surface. For example, a familiar feeling of being awkward and out of place, or anxious or alone. The feelings that seem to have accompanied you throughout your life, whatever they look like for you. Those reasons are each very different, right? Each of them requires a very different approach to find an effective strategy, resolution or a way of healing that will be right for you. That's the reason I've taken a whole episode to make the case for releasing a little bit of the shame you may be carrying. Now, if you're like, what? So you're saying I have to switch to loving and accepting myself right now, embracing all this self-esteem and I'm perfect just as I am? Well, no. I might personally believe that to be true about you because you are amazing, but... This isn't about me and I also know that reaching a place of self-compassion right away can be way too much of a stretch. That's why instead of aiming for self-love in one huge leap, moving towards curiosity can be more attainable and therefore way more effective. We all ask ourselves questions constantly, out loud, in our heads, even in our subconscious minds. So my invitation to you is, why not let those questions serve you? A great starting point is to mull over the thought, I wonder why I did that thing. I wonder why I felt that way. I wonder what was going on for me. Asking that very simple question 
will lead you to profound new insights. Those insights will lead to a growing awareness and they'll show you the most important place to focus your attention as you heal your eating. You'll be gathering data on exactly what's going on for you and why you might be in this, excuse my air quotes, relationship with food. That data will be your key to finding a way to change your eating that's both effective and right for you. So I invite you to experiment. See if you can let go of even just a little shame and instead open a space for curiosity, for wondering. The more you can move towards curiosity, the closer you'll get to the key areas that are asking for your attention. It'll take you far less time to identify those key areas and the process of getting there will just feel so much better if you're not beating yourself up about it as you go. It really is possible to reach a place where food is enjoyable, nourishing and a welcome part of your life. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast for more insight, tools and support as you pull back from binging and overeating and step into your most authentic, vibrant life. If you found this episode helpful, it would be wonderful if you'd take a moment to rate the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast on whichever platform you listen on. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now.